Anticipation. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Dad Fit Podcast. I'm your host, Barrett Nobel. We got a champ with us today, bodybuilder, nutrition coach, Coach Benjamin Jesus. I'm assuming pronouncing that somewhat correctly. Absolutely, 100%. Perfect. Thank you very much for having me along. I'm pleased to be here and can't wait to dive in. <laughs> right on, man. How are you doing today? I'm, I'm doing great. Um, it's been a great week. I've actually had a week off of, of annual leave or paid leave, I think you would call that, over. Um, there'll be a couple of times when maybe the, the nomenclature, some of the terms will be a bit different across the pond, so you can oh, always yeah. guide me if I, if I say something wrong, so <laughs> yeah. But I'll leave this week spending time with the dog, um, just getting out as much as I can, basically. Yeah, how's the weather been over there this week? It's been obnoxiously hot for me. We're we're very humid. Um, obviously, yeah. it's our summertime at the moment. Um, but we had a good start in June, but now it's sort of been really overcast and really just we would call it muggy. So just really humid. Yeah, similar for me. It's yeah. like it's almost unbearable because I'm just naturally super hot in general. So anytime I'm even like look at the sun, I just start sweating. It sucks. <laughs> well, I actually, um, truth be told, this is probably disgusting, but I left my t shirt yesterday, uh, from last night from training legs, and I just picked it up. <laughs> it's still the same from last night. So it's gone, it's gone straight into the washing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ring it it's out. It's gone straight into the washing there when I found it. <laughs> Yeah, that's one of the benefits that I have of the the basement gym setup here is most of the time I just work out in my boxers and my flip-flops and my, my washing machine and stuff's right there. So I just, like, peel it off me and just throw it in. <laughs> Don't need to worry too much about health and safety then. <laughs> yeah, I feel bad for my wife, but she's used to it at this point. <laughs> So can you tell us a bit about your background, man? How you got into bodybuilding and athletics in general? Yeah, um, basically I, I'd always enjoyed kind of training. Um, I went to the gym a couple of times a week, no real focus or sort of idea about, about what I was doing. Um, I often say I enjoyed playing football or, or soccer, as you would call it, not nice. to any sort of degree, you know, here we play a game called five and seven asides and even eleven aside amateur. I just liked running about for fitness. I enjoyed. Yeah. I don't like running, but I like <laughs> running about after the after the pigskin. So um, that was in my sort of early twenties. It wasn't until I was in my thirties that I started to take my training a bit more serious. Um, I was notoriously, let's say, I, I was. I didn't have a lot of muscle tissue um, when I very first started. And that's what then took my um, my focus. I wanted to get more tissue. I wanted to learn how I was going to get that. Um, and I actually got myself a coach. Um, one of the coaches here in the UK, a guy called Jordan Peters, or trained by JP. I worked with him for six years and very thankful to him, even wow. until this day, instilled a lot of knowledge in me. Um, from there, I just got really interested in um, how things worked. Um, and and how you could get that little bit better and things that, you know, you could kind of swap around and whatever. That drove my interest, um, which then sort of let me fall into the sort of coaching space. But from a, my own sort of journey, yeah, I basically just went to the gym, 
and I got kind of fed up looking the same. I just wanted to get that little bit bigger, and that's when I discovered how to train properly and also how to follow proper nutrition as well, which was the game changer. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people initially when they start, they forget the nutrition part. Like, I'll just go lift a bunch of heavy ass weights and I'll get bigger. And like, no, it's not it's not going to work like that. <laughs> yep, I used yeah, to train no, five days 100%. a week, six Me too, days man. a week. I'm going to look back on it. You were lucky if I was consuming 1,500 calories. And the best yeah. part of it all was that I didn't want to get too big. <laughs> you know, you had 10, 15 years experience to that. If only I knew back then what I know now. You know, it's obviously, you know, we know, we know all these things now that it comes down to things like genetics. And you can train yeah. as hard as you want. But you can only be as good as you can be. As long as you're giving it everything, then that's one of the things that I try and, and sort of um, use as my message. You know, there's no point in looking at someone else. There'll always be someone else, bigger oh, yeah. or better or whatever. But it's about what you can do. And I, I get inspired by people like that rather than making it feel, you know, any sort of jealousy or any sort of feeling l- less of my achievements because I can only be the best me kind of thing. Yeah, no, that's a great mindset and definitely good to instill into your clients as well. Just, I mean, we live in that world where we're just bombarded with Instagram bullshit photos, so... It's it's hard. I talked about yeah. it on my previous episode with my buddy. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's 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 difficult mm-hmm. to be like, oh, look at this, and they'd be like, well, that's completely photoshopped. They enhanced. They're an enhanced person in general, but then they yeah. they shop it as well, and you're like, that's literally unattainable for you. So yeah. <laughs> and even before the the joys of um, smartphones and the internet, you had Men's Health, which was something. I bought for a long, long time, and some of the things in there, it, it just wasn't true. You know, you can do yeah. this in six weeks, and a lot, <laughs> a lot of my messaging is trying to take people away from that because, as you as you know, Barrett, things take a long time, whether that be fat loss and or muscle gain or whatever. In six weeks, you're only really just finding your feet. Six years, <laughs> ten years, yeah, and that's not yeah. to say obviously don't have short-term goals absolutely yep, that, that's what builds the the habits from the from the the, the inception and yeah. you build on that but i think it's one of the things that about social media is it drives that it needs to be tomorrow sometimes oh. and you're trying to bring it back because as you say it's just it's, it's not it's not attainable or it's not real yeah yeah that's that's definitely a frustration i mean i've experienced it myself sure i'm, I'm human i I get caught up into it as well, but yeah, yep. once I, once I finally, it's the, it's the ignorance. Once I finally like learned enough about it, I'm like, Oh yeah, that's, that's yep. complete yep. garbage. Six weeks. Like you said, you're just getting your feet wet. Your body's maybe starting to like, oh, okay, maybe I need to start adapting to this. Yeah. And then you have like the six year slog of actual progression and building on top and top and top. And yeah. That's, yep. that's the part where you're not going to sell the magazines. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, you've absolutely hit the nail on the head. You know, one of the things I, I like to use as an analogy is I don't know what guy, what you guys will have in the States for hair products here in the UK. It would be like L'Oreal. So they yeah. do the L'Oreal advert, you know, and the, and the hair and it looks <laughs> great. But what they don't show you is three people with hair dryers, you know, all the the kind of extensions and everything that's gone into that process to present that. 
yeah. obviously it's just to get you to get you the product but it almost feels like we're the people behind the scenes that are actually saying well okay that that does look great and it's fantastic but this nice. is what it took these are the cogs that they didn't show you that it took to get to that point oh yeah <laughs> it's funny i i wish your hair was down just then so you could have it's down it's down here but here just now it's down here but here so it is at the moment yeah yeah mine's uh mine's been going for uh i don't know maybe a year and a half or so it's the longest i've ever had it it's it's kind of obnoxious actually i i kind of uh empathize with women now i was like this sucks and mine's not even nearly as bad or i've never had it my whole life either <laughs> I, I I grew mine accidentally. Um, I just hadn't been to the hairdressers for a couple of months, <laughs> and um, you know John Snow on, yeah. on Game of Thrones. Um, yeah. I forget the actor's name. Um, I had a tiny, tiny bit on the back of my head like that when I managed yeah. to get a, a a band into it, and it just sort of went from there. So it wasn't always at the top mine. It was more kind of at the back. Okay. As it sort of went on and went forward, it went higher on my head, so um, I ended up looking like a like a black bin liner. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So, from the start of your fitness journey, I know you said uh, football was kind of like your your thing, which makes sense. It's the most popular sport in the world. It's it's my favorite sport as well. Uh, I'm an Arsenal fan for the oh. record, but mm-hmm. good team. I, I, I like Arsenal. I do like Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. I just watched their uh, friendly with Manu over here in the states. Mm-hmm. They do mm-hmm. some international friendlies for us yeah. every year. But um, I forgot where I was going with that. I get distracted by Arsenal. <laughs> um, so what what do you think was the major shift um, besides just putting on muscle for you? Like, all right, I'm gonna. I'm going to take this more serious. Obviously, muscle gain is great, but what, what? why would you want muscle in general? I think for me, I just sort of got fed up not seeing any progress and spinning my wheels. And mm. I, I'm, I'm doing all this work, I felt, and I'm getting nothing back from it. <laughs> um, so that that's what led me to, to reaching out to, to a coach at that point in time because I was like, okay. And, and even during my time when I was being coached, before I was a coach, it was always I recommended to people to get a coach because it cuts back on all the mistakes that I made. Yeah, it takes food. You know, as I said, I was on fifteen hundred calories. It takes close to, in fact, takes over double that to start even thinking about getting muscle tissue on. So yeah. it, it, it was to take me away from that feeling like I was just going to the gym, never really seeing any great progress never never really getting a great handle on it so it was like time for me to reach out and you know bring somebody on board that could just say to me this is what you need to do and this is this is what to go and do and that's exactly what I did I followed his advice to the letter of the law I personally I like that I like that and that's how I'm programmed it's not necessarily how I coach but I enjoy being coached like that so it's like there you go go and do that the great thing about it is it takes away any decisions. All I yeah. need to do is follow the plan. And if I follow the plan, which I did, I got the results. And there was nothing more I could say about that because if I'd done what he told me, I got that. And it was just then when, when you see those progressions, like you were saying about growing your hair, it becomes a it becomes a feel-good factor. 
you feel confident. Yeah. I mean, at one point I was an extra small t-shirt. I'm now an XL, wow. maybe a double XL in some brands, depending on the brand. Yeah. And that's, you know, f- for me personally, I felt I- I'd lacked confidence. I felt small. People called me we. My name's Brian, so people would call me we Brian. And it was me <laughs> pushing against that. I think as well, it was just a, an almost a coming of age thing where as you yeah. were getting a bit older, still getting called wee Brian. It sort of, it, play, it played a wee bit as well on the mind. I, I, I won't lie, it does play a little bit on the mind. But oh, now, 100%. now I'm, like, I'm, I'm on sort of the other side. Don't get me wrong, I've still got so much progress to still make and I'm still focused to try and get better every single day. Yeah. The thing is, as you get older, you know that <laughs> literally every day counts and, and you're trying to maximise... <laughs> And I'm trying not to get too, um, I don't know what the term would be there, but, you know, not trying to get too morbid with it. But you're like, well, you know, yeah. I am in my 40s now. I need to make every day count when I'm going training as opposed to just. So I think it was, yeah, it was just to bring up my confidence and make sure that I was getting results because I felt it was just spinning wheels. Yeah, yeah, I can completely relate to that. Um, I would just, I when I first started, I had no idea either. I would just hit up every every machine just like circuit style every day. And I did that for, I don't even know, probably a good year. And I was broke as hell, so I couldn't afford to buy decent nutrition. So I was just eating whatever I could. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, this I don't understand this at all. <laughs> like nothing is working. And mm-hmm. you definitely uh, wised up and hired a coach at that point. But I like doubled down and just started reading so many books and just trying to figure it all out on my own because I'm stubborn like that as well. But I uh, I completely understand that now that I'm older and when I wanted to get better at running, I immediately hired a coach because I have no I have no running background other than sports and stuff. And they don't teach you how to run. They just run as fast as you can for as long as you can. That's running in sports, especially for soccer. It's like, yeah, just go run five miles and then come back and then we'll play a game. It's like, all right. But <laughs> when I actually wanted to do like uh, endurance-based sports or ultra marathons, the programming <laughs> is much more involved and complicated than I ever expected. And not only the programming, but the the actual technique of running. I was I was never taught how to run properly. And that that changed a lot for me as far as, cause I would always be injured. It's like, man, running is so stupid. I always get hurt. But now after I hired a coach, he's like, you got to run slower, man. What are you doing? <laughs> you need to build that foundation. It's like, Oh, that, I should have understood that from lifting weights. Like you can't just go out and lift real heavy. You're going to injure yourself. It's like, Oh, that's completely the same thing as running. Huh? <laughs> well, exactly. You know, like, I mean, even back in the day, me watching or reading things like Men's Health, they would tell me, oh, don't don't spike your blood sugar levels. You know, don't spike your insulin because X, Y, and Z. And yeah. you totally bought into that. So because you were trying, for me, the goal was to try and get a six-pack. That's what I kind of always wanted. Yeah. And I was doing a lack of eating, but it wasn't actually helping me towards my goal because what I needed to do <laughs> is put on a bit of muscle tissue first before I had any appreciable <laughs> muscle to actually show off. Yeah. You're absolutely right there. You don't. You sometimes get alerted to the simplest things and concepts when you've had that running coach because you yeah. probably knew, like like when you approach your, your training for your for your lifting, you don't just go and stick 200 kilos on the bar and try and squat it, for example. <laughs> you would build that up from the bar to 
10 aside or 25 yeah. pounds aside type stuff. Yeah. But it makes sense when you're actually sitting with someone who's got that experience and that background to take you right from the start of your journey, which is where I where I was at a point in time and something I, I speak to often when I'm speaking to clients. Like no no question is silly because I, I've been there. I've been yeah. in the gym making those mistakes. So if someone asks me a question, I can answer that and I've saved them possibly months of them yeah. believing something not to be right when in fact maybe the opposite is true or maybe they were onto something and, and they could develop that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I had a very similar experience. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. It was something about coaching as well, but mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm definitely like my my best customer, I suppose, just because I've experienced it all, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. I, I, <laughs> I was stubborn. I'm like, all right, I finally got to finally gotta get someone who knows what they're talking about to help me. Mm-hmm. And they're like, this is wrong. This is wrong. You were right here. Good job. This was wrong. This was wrong. Now let's whip all this away and condense it and give you a game plan. And I'm the exact same way as a trainee as you are is just give me the blueprint. I don't have to think about it. I can just execute. It's a hundred percent on me. If it doesn't happen, that's me. And if you tell me what to do, I'm going to do it. And if you, if you know what you're talking about, I see results and that's great. That's, that's what you're here for. (laughs) That's that exactly. I mean, at the end of the day, that that's all we're trying to do is try and help everyone not make the mistakes that we've made over the years Oh, and yeah. show them, I mean, especially today in the internet age, you could sit and read and read and you would have the best plan in the world, <laughs> you know, but you've been sitting reading oh, yeah. for nine months, whereas you could have been in doing some stuff, you know, taking action is better than any perfect plan, even if that action's imperfect. Yeah, yeah, that's something I've learned to accept within the past couple of years or so, because I'm an avid reader and I'm always like, that's my hobby outside of like my regular life. And I've noticed recently that I, I probably have used it a lot in the past as a procrastination. Like, Oh yeah. Well, if I just read this book, then I'll know how to do this part a little better. I'm like, if I had just done it, I would have figured it out in a week. And, (laughs) but yeah, that part's funny. (laughs) I mean, as well on, on the, on the online space, you do have a lot of people, unfortunately, that are giving out misinformation or misrepresenting, which oh yeah, actually was one of my drivers for getting into the industry because I just saw so many barriers for people. Um, and, and what I try and do is break down those barriers and problem solve. You know, I've, I've worked away over in terms of working across the UK and I was still able to do things like bodybuilding competitions, still eat mostly to to what I would term my, my plan and my, my focus for, for my overall goals. I didn't just go McDonald's and Burger King every single day. You know, <laughs> it can be done. But but what I try and do is put that together and show people, you know, okay, it might take a little bit more kind of forethought. It does take a little bit more work, maybe an extra 10 minutes in your day where you need to be in a shop. But it, it, it can be done, you know? Yeah. Yeah, there was a couple of your tweets recently that really resonated with me, specifically one about calories and you need to look at it in a, a macro level. It's not, 
your one day, what, yeah, okay, you missed, you under eight for 200, whatever. <laughs> it's not going to screw up your whole week. You can, you can adjust that tomorrow, eat a couple extra hundred calories, or whatever. And I, I, that was great for me, even though I've been in it for so long, but I still yeah. sometimes get micro level yeah. analysis. I'm like, oh, yeah, that is, <laughs> that's perfect. Cause in the long term, that one day of underfeeding is not going to be anything useful. As yeah. long as you don't continuously do it, it's great. You notice it now, fix yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I absolutely appreciate that, and you, you're absolutely right. One of the things that we can do, and one of the things I say is try not to have too many effort type moments. We all get them. We all get things in life that happen, yeah. and that's fine. It happens and accept it. But what to try not to do is if you go even over by a couple of hundred on one day, you could, for example, the next day just take a little bit out of your carbohydrates or your fats um, and that's going to bring you you know right back to the center in terms of calories for a week rather yeah. than just being on that specific day so that those, those ways you know that you can you can approach it and what it does is even if you skip one or you miss one thing just try not to let it happen twice you know yeah and if you can just get yourself back on track don't assign any guilt to it don't assign yeah. any energy to beat yourself up you know, it's like, okay, it happened, bringing it in, accepting it and going, right, that's me, I'm ready to move on. And, and that happens a lot because one of the things I always try and preach is, I say preach, I don't even know if that's a good term, but consistency. Perfect. But consistency yeah. is 365 days, not not perfection. You know, everybody <laughs> can go on the holiday, uh, birthdays with your family, all of these things I welcome and support yeah. fully. I'm not going to tell somebody you need to go out with a Tupperware dish to go to, I don't know, your your grand's 70th birthday, for example. Yeah. Go have a nice meal. The only thing I would say is maybe it'd be a good idea to make a good choice whilst you were out. Some nice chicken or a steak or something like that, a good quality burger. Yeah. Just trying to stay away from the, I call it a mick diet. That's basically what it is. <laughs> What was what do you think your biggest reason or how did you get into the nutritional aspect of it versus maybe uh, entertaining becoming an actual coach, not actual I, coach, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like a, I, a I actually coach. I, I fell into the industry. I'll be honest, at a really? soccer game. <laughs> so because because of my, um, I think because of my mind, I was a project manager and a project engineer before that in, in terms of my, my professional life. Yeah. So I, I, I break things down into like composite parts, fixed problems, almost like if there's a problem on the computer, you start at the, the bottom level and work your way up to the top, and you'll find it somewhere along when you're working up. That's yeah. basically how I approached or how I saw. So I'd, I'd done a lot of podcast listening when, when I was coached, a lot of podcast listening, a lot of reading around all the different subject matters. And I was actually coaching before I was um, certified in nutrition. But what happened was um, I had a, a meeting at um, my team's uh, Celtic here in Glasgow, so Glasgow Celtic. Nice. I was at a, a European game and I was talking to a gent and he's like, I've tried every diet under the sun and nothing works for me. So I was like, okay, fine. I was going on holiday the next day. So I said to him, listen, do a food diary. Don't, don't be ashamed. There's no shame. I'm not going to judge. Just write down what you eat, and then when I come back, we'll have a chat. Let's look at the things that you enjoy eating, 
and we'll make a plan from that. Now, this particular person suffered from non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, which is okay. like the inability to, to process um, yeah. fats accordingly. It's basically a liver issue. Now, he had that for nearly 20 years. After four months of working with him, we had dropped him nearly five stone, and he got a call from the doctors saying, um, you don't need to come back. You, you, you're, you're, you're cured as it stands, because what it is, it's a, it's a progressive kind of disease. So he, he okay. tied up his eating, he got active, he dropped five stone, all his health markers, and that was my first client. And I was like... <laughs> Like I'm, I'm on to, I'm on to something. I can, I can help people. I can make a difference. Yeah. And it was at that point I signed up for um, MNU, which is where I'm certified as a, as a nutritionist. Okay. And the reason for that, again, just going back to my own professional career, I've always been certified. So I've got degrees um, to do IT. I'm certified in cybersecurity as a hacker, and I just wanted the certification that would always be like. You know, I, I know it's not just something I read on the internet. Yeah. I've got the ability to read studies, to to um, analyze data and make you know succinct um, recommendations on that on that sort of point. Yeah. Um. So it just kind of went from there. I, I just accidentally fell in, started helping people because I'd been helped and I wanted to. It just kind of drew me. Um. And and now obviously what I was to do was um like just like an online coaching community so yeah. I, I feel really lucky I always say it and you, you see a lot of my tweets as well Barrett yeah, I, I'm lucky and, and I feel yeah, <laughs> uh, I feel um, very lucky very grateful every day that I get up and I get to, to help people um, and it's fantastic to be honest it's, it's absolutely wonderful yeah that's that's the mindset and feeling you want your coach to have you don't want someone like a charlatan just making shit up to get money from you like you, I feel like you would do this for free, and I, I know, yeah, I know. You said yeah. your first few clients were that wage for testimonials and kind of just getting your feet wet as well. Absolutely. But, I mean, I feel like if someone came to you like, Ben, I really I can't figure this out, but I'm so broke right now. You're like, don't even worry about it. I got you. Like, absolutely, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I I I have done that, and and I continue to do that. Um, I know that especially at the moment. You know, it's it's not a great landscape for everyone, um, and yeah. and I always do try and give. One of the things I've always done, in all honesty, about it, I've always paid it forward, because I I, I believe, and, and I didn't. It's funny, it's funny what you believe as you go through life, as you get experiences, because at the beginning I didn't know anything. Like I'd never really had a business myself apart from my own job. Yeah. But when you do give out to the world, the the, the world gives back, and I don't really care how. I don't know how happy that sounds because I would probably have been one of those people back in the day that would be like, "Oh, that's so happy." But I, like yeah, honestly, no. I've I it, I agree with you. It seems goofy to think about, but there's been too many experiences personally that I've had where I'm very generous as well, and I get it back tenfold. It seems like, and it's like. I'm just, why wouldn't I be more generous if I keep receiving so much back? It's it's definitely a weird universe thing. And it sounds Absolutely. like some hippie, hippie nonsense. But I mean, yep. I'm a huge meditation proponent as well. And I thought that was hippie <laughs> bullshit too when I first started. So there's there's definitely some things out there that none of us are ever going to understand like that. <laughs> I mean, it's like, yeah, it's like 
I say it, even when I hear myself say it, I think, oh God, like, but, <laughs> like when when you're in it and you've seen it happen, it, it it's hard not to be, and again, I think that's what brings a lot of positivity um, from the space. And I just want to mention as well, Twitter in particular, the past, I've been on Twitter for over 12 years, but the past six months has just been meeting so many like-minded people like yourself, Barrett, and some of the yeah. guys out there, you know, Francis and Ox and, and guys like that. I just feel like obviously giving them a shout out because they've they've really helped me personally and helped my confidence. And I think that's a good thing because it seems that we've got a really nice broad spectrum of people out there to interact with. And, yeah. and it's, a, it's a nice feeling to be part of that community, I must admit. Yeah, it really is. We briefly talked about it earlier. It's mm-hmm. it's difficult to find that in real life. I, I mean, yeah. like, not on the internet. They're both real life, but you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. I've always struggled with that personally. Just similar backgrounds. We were both in engineering-related worlds and both fitness enthusiasts and those things almost clash heads constantly. <laughs> um, any of the people I've worked with, at least, they're like, you're going to go run 50 kilometers? Like, yeah, why not? <laughs> I mean, I must admit, I'm absolutely, one of the things I am fascinated with is mindset. So I used to listen to the podcast and I discovered the, the Iron Cowboy just on some of the podcasts that I listen. Nice. And he even got his crazy. own Netflix show, which I watched, and it was like, and it's becoming... <laughs> really popular now i mean there was a gent recently that's that i think he'd done 103 triathlons in a row i think that was actually iron cowboy's record that he broke that's that's insane just the the mindset feats are just it it blows my mind you know it's something i'm really interested in especially i like the nfl stuff as well because a lot of the guys are very driven in that space i watch a lot of that yeah yeah, that was the biggest reason I got into endurance sports is I've always been into lifting weights and bodybuilding, but um, I hated running, so I like to challenge myself and do things I don't like. And what's more challenging than running an ultra marathon when you absolutely hate running? So the, the mental game, the mental game. I think I read Rich Roll's book. Um, he's a He's just a famous ultra marathoner. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the born. No, not born to run, but I read that too. But anyways, he, uh, his whole book was about the mental game and yeah. similar to David Goggins, book. It's, <laughs> it's pure mental. Cause once you get past a certain point, your body's more than capable. It's your mind that's stopping you. And that's yeah. that transitions into all facets of my life. It's like, I'm physically capable of this, but my mind is just, making me a little bitch right now so i have to (laughs) overcome that and building up that mental fortitude is something very empowering for every person (laughs) but i particularly find it empowering because there's always that little voice in the back of my head like go do something easier it's like and it's fun to silence that guy (laughs) it sounds like um very similar to when i'm on competition prep and calories (laughs) are very low but I've got 90 yeah. minutes of cardio to, to get through. And oh, yeah. One of the things that always drags me through is I don't have a particular like person. He doesn't have a look, but I always say, the other guy's out doing his cardio, so are you going to lie in your bed yeah. and sit there 
and that other and sometimes I think as well he's out doing his car though but he's also laughing at me <laughs> so it's Dude, these sort of so things funny. you know I don't attach it to any the, the guy doesn't have a look or a face or anything but he's just that guy he's out doing it so if he's out yeah. doing it I need to be out doing it yeah and I have <laughs> a very similar thought process when I used to do boxing like, mm-hmm. I don't want to get up at 4 a.m. and run these hills, but if I don't, I know the other dude is, and he's going to beat me. So I have Absolutely. to do it. Like, it. It didn't allow me to have an out because I don't want to get knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's exactly it, you know. And, yeah. and, and it can be, a, it can be a, 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 for me, that's a positive motivator. That, that is what motivates me. As I yeah. say, it doesn't need to have like a face or anything. Slightly different if you're going the boxing because you can you can use that because you know who your opponent's going to be. Yeah. But you know it's just that well, if I don't do it, then the other guys are out doing it, and then that makes me look silly in essence. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember the quote verbatim, but it's something along the lines of, "If you fail to prepare, you're prepared to fail." Something along those lines. Yeah. You, you, and that's, watch, watch that's out, one of the... watch out for a tweet on that later. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I, I'm very drawn to sport and athletic um, <laughs> events where, I mean, I like team sports as well, like football and stuff, but I really like things where it's 100% on you. I, I've, <laughs> I've talked about it in a previous podcast where yeah. I, I'm a big chess player and I like uh, boxing, and I like uh, jujitsu stuff like that. Where it's it's just you, like you. When you fail, that's on you. And I use that stuff as uh, those. Those are my motivating moments as well. It's like I clearly didn't prepare well enough for this, and mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. this is what happens. And now I know what to do for the next one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, my, my battery just went down to twenty percent. No apologies. <laughs> lost a few seconds. Um, yeah, I mean, I did watch. I watched a video on chess on TikTok actually, and it said just how many different combinations there are. You know, oh. from the first pawn moving. Yeah. A great, obviously, a great game of 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 defense and attack at the same time. Yeah, it's it's brutal. Like you have to be relentless. Or you'll get crushed, and uh, mm-hmm. it's another mental fortitude building activity. Where I I play my daughter quite frequently. Well, not so much anymore because she gets so frustrated. But I'm like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let you win. She's like, don't take that piece. I'm like, that's just the game. I'm gonna beat you. <laughs> it's it's gonna strengthen you. Trust life, me. <laughs> life, life lesson in there. <laughs> right. <laughs> So Ben, what would need to happen in ten years' time for you to think these last ten years have been successful for you? Um, I mean, as I say, I find to be in a in a, in a very fortunate place. I I would foresee keeping this sort of status quo going for ten years. One of the things I've got my eyes on is longevity. It's another thing in my own messaging. You know, I, I want to be fit and healthy and and carry on something I've had, that sort of healthy eating um, aspect since my early sort of 20s, I, I would say. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely, you know, looking at the, the, the long game. Here in the UK, you might be aware about it, we've got the National Health Service. Yeah. Um, it, it's actually going more like the American model now of, oh, uh, you know, you need to purchase, if you don't purchase your own health care, 
you would have something, but obviously it won't be great. Now, I don't mean that to be disparaging at all to, to the workers in the NHS. I don't believe it's that at all. I think yeah. it's coming from, from higher levels, unfortunately. Um, oh, <laughs> and, um, it's like all the budgets are being cut. You know, they're, they're not paying people like a proper wage. And again, that's coming down to, to the government not, not doing enough to keep it supported. So yeah. with that, you know, that longevity is... Uh, you're going to need to do things like basic things like pull yourself out the bath. You know, things that you would think, probably, to be honest, that you wouldn't think of. But these are the yeah. things that we need to consider. So for me, it's about adapting as I, I, well, I'm in my 40s, but as I get into my late 40s then and into early 50s, it'll be being able to move and being as fit and agile and active as I can and also for the mind you know keeping the keeping the mind active and, and staying staying busy basically yeah yeah i've i've been recently maybe the past six months or so i've started taking mobility much more serious in my own <laughs> personal training like i'll I have a mobility routine it's a couple hours or so that i do throughout the week and even just since the six months or so that i've been doing it i've n- noticed massive improvements and just like living day to day yeah um and that's definitely my longevity play because uh, i look at both sets of my grandparents and one set never really took care of themselves um, physically or like nutritionally and yeah. the other set they've always been somewhat active and always paid attention to nutrition and i've tweeted about it recently that my grandfather He's still out there chopping wood. He still hunts every year. He's he's like 85 or something like that. And it's night and day difference. Again, like, there's, a, there's a lesson in there, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. And he's <laughs> he was one of the biggest influences on me as a child growing up uh, because he would always talk about fitness and he would always be like, hey, man, why can't you touch your toes? You're like 15. Like. I don't know. I'm just a bum grandpa. And he's like, well, you need to start working on that. And mm-hmm. it was like that tough love. And I really appreciate that part of it from him as well. And yeah. It's, it's like I said, it's night and day difference when mm-hmm. you compare the two. It's like a, they look like 30 years younger and they're the exact same age. It's, it's wild yeah. to me. And uh-huh. I attribute some of that to genetics as well. It's not. It's yeah. not purely just because they worked out and stuff. There's a genetic aspect that everyone needs to factor yeah. in as well, sure. But mm-hmm. the even if they have both had the same genetics, you're going to see a difference with someone who's oh, active yeah. and stretches and lifts yeah. weights and all of that normal stuff that everyone knows and just neglects for yeah. some reason. There's a fantastic um, reference point for that at the moment, and it comes around in the kind of fitness space every so often, and it's a 74-year-old um, triathlete, actually, versus a 74-year-old who's sedentary. And what they've done is they've cut the um, the, the leg, from, so it's a top-down view of, of the leg, and the 74-year-old triathlete, his leg is just muscle tissue, and the <laughs> 74-year-old who's sedentary doesn't have a lot of muscle tissue, and it's all adipose. Yeah. As we know, aside from the obvious physical component there, if you've got a body that's got more muscle tissue than it has fat tissue, you've got a, an almost an optimal composition there because you don't want things like visceral fat around your organs, you know, yeah. all of those sort of good things. That's why we want muscle. And that's not just, you know, 20-inch biceps, 
fought for whatever as much as they are fantastic <laughs> to, to look at <laughs> obviously a nightmare to try and achieve and not all of us get it but um yeah you know it's again it's those basic things about if you were going to fall as you get get that little bit older when you can grab onto something and and you've got your your own body weight because you're used to lifting that and perhaps even maybe more and i think it's great to see uh, again I, I work with people from like the age of 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 in fact i've got a, a girl on the roster at the moment who's only 17 and she's already got a few years training behind her and That's it's awesome. fantastic to see you know she's going to be coming through for the next 50 years 60 years <sighs> Oh, but then awesome. similarly on the other end I've got maybe people that have left it a little bit later like myself, I was 34 yeah I did some some soccer and stuff and a little bit of training in the gym um, but I didn't really pick it up with any sort of frequency until I was in my almost mid-30s I was 34 yeah. so you've seen that switch where people are getting a bit more alert about how important any activity is but certainly the gym, or when I say the gym I mean strength training of any of any sort yeah. is going to help you further down the line on and, and so many different levels, physically, mentally, and just being able to support yourself as well um, later on down the line for, for longevity of your life. Yeah. I think besides the community aspect, that's one part of social media that I actually do appreciate is it's mm-hmm. kind of raised the bar or awareness for the younger generation. Again, it's it's incredibly skewed but for the people that are intelligent enough to realize that that they they see oh maybe i i do need to start lifting at 17 or even if it's even if it's just light just just getting your body moving and not not playing video games all day and that's my only my only regret i don't have many but like (laughs) i would my only regret is i wish i started sooner that's my my only regret i wish i'd done it at the age of you know in my early twenties or my teens or whatever, definitely. Yeah, with. yeah I, I, I certainly started p- pretty young. Um, I didn't start taking it serious until like my mid twenties or so, but I didn't take nutrition serious for the longest time. Like, I've I've mentioned previous episodes where I, I mean, I used to be a raging alcoholic, so I would just drink all of those calories. That was like all of my calories for the day. Yeah. And then maybe I'd have some hard-boiled eggs for breakfast or something stupid like that. But then I would just drink all day. Mm-hmm. And I was super fit in my mind. Like, I mean, I, I looked fit, but yeah. I definitely wasn't healthy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I think probably you get away with that, like, oh, yeah. being so young. But, you know, as you would age. But that was that was good that you managed to, you know, get over that. That's a, a huge hurdle. And I disappointingly had a very poor conversation yesterday on Twitter with a gentleman who basically said that all, all obese people are, are lazy and they need to be, you know, just told to uh, eat less and move more. And he wasn't in the fitness space. And I just said to him, you know, maybe just sit this one out, you know, stay in your lane. I said, yes, yeah. you clearly don't know. And my actual example to him was that would be like saying to an alcoholic, you just need to drink less. And that advice is as much use <laughs> I don't know if this translates, but a chocolate fire guard. So, it doesn't, but I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, I, yeah, I, I can't have another one that comes to my mind at the moment, but something that's properly, properly useless. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. And he actually argued me down that I was wrong. And I was like, oh. after the fact, another couple of coaches have pitched in and somebody put in a nice study as well about how 
cold turkey worked for some people, and I think I think you, sure. you commented on it as well, Barrett, to say that mm. that did indeed work for you. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that that's the blanket for for everyone. You know, some people just need, like myself, I needed to get to a point and realise I wanted a bit more, and and that's unfortunately sometimes what you need to wait for. Yeah. So with your with your push into building muscle, is that how you think you got much more involved with bodybuilding itself? Because it's definitely a very niched version of just building muscle. Like, yeah, um, like we've, I, think, I think we've talked about it briefly, like the posing and yeah, it's there's a whole element to the sport that it's not just looking crazy on stage. Like there's a lot to it. <laughs> yeah, I mean when when I first started, I didn't really have a lot of muscle tissue, so I was in men's physique as a category. As classic bodybuilding evolved, I managed to 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 do some competing in, in that space. Nice, um, but yeah, you've got you know you've got your nutrition. That needs to be at that point you, you need to know pretty much everything that you're eating within confines like for example i don't weigh my veg and stuff like that ever but i know how many grams of potatoes i'm having how much chicken i'm having right down to like a fine art yeah. um and you've got things like posing you need to you know practice your posing because you can do all this work and if you don't practice the posing then you could be <laughs> hiding thirty percent of your actual progress because you're not presenting it. Because yeah. what it becomes is a presentation, really, of how you present your physique, which is present the strengths, hide any weaknesses if you've got them, which obviously we all have, and yeah. I've got plenty of them. <laughs> um, but we're always that's that's what keeps me going. Just when you were coming back as well to that question about the thing that keeps me going is I just want to keep getting better as I get older. It doesn't necessarily mean that because I am getting that bit older, you know, I'm going to go and sit in my chair with my pipe and <laughs> put my slippers on. Um, I may need to change my training approach over time. Um, yeah. But for now, it seems to be going okay. Um, but yeah, it certainly there's a lot that goes into the, the bodybuilding um, sort of lifestyle. And you yeah. do get really... Um, focused hyper focused at that point that works well for me again because i like having a goal i think that's why i was a, a good project manager you know yeah. if i've got a, if i've got target date i've got hard date on the project if i don't hit that hard date then i start costing people money big money <laughs> so it's like yeah. the pressure's on and and i enjoy personally i enjoy having that end date hard date because it makes me then train that little bit harder those couple of reps at the end that maybe in a normal session you go ah maybe get it the next time well you're now like no there is there is no next time you know this this is it you know you've got if it's 12 16 week 20 week prep every single rep every single step counts towards where you're trying to get to yeah yeah and especially as we get older you br brought it up before where you <laughs> you could derail like months and months of work if you are slacking off for a week. Like your body adapts so quickly <laughs> and you can like just, I'm just thinking from the strength training world specifically. Yeah. Like if I've taken a week off before cause I hurt myself and I was like, yeah, I'll just take the whole week off. I don't, I don't need <laughs> to train the rest of my body. And then when I come back and like, Oh, I knew I was going to regret that. Now it's like two months slog just to get back to where I was a week ago. And yeah, I mean that's the that's the, the, the it's almost the reason why we do it 
but in <laughs> itself it's a constant battle because yeah. the, I guess the thing is you don't want to get too high from the highs or too lows from the lows because you'll get days where you're sitting and you're like oh can I wait to go to the gym I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna tear the plates off the walls and you go in and you pick up a 25 pound plate and you go oh this feels heavy <laughs> and you know it's not going to happen and then yeah. that does get you a little bit angry and the angrier that you get and you're like nah it's just not happening tonight so what you need to do is slide <laughs> into a I'm just going to enjoy this lifting tonight and, and do the best that I can but then similarly on the days where perhaps I wouldn't say mo- motivation is down because for me it's it's habitual it's it's my life now like I've, I've planned out I train five days a week and I train at 5.30 at night, so that, that sort of pre-programmed at me. Don't get me yeah. wrong, if something comes up, if there's an event, I just drop a training day and, and I go to the event. So say that was on a Tuesday, for example, one of my training days, I'll drop the event. Rest day is Wednesday for me, so I'll probably just continue to rest on the Wednesday and pick it back up again on Thursday. Yeah. But I've got that framework that just sits there every week for my training, for my nutrition. And for me, I find having that routine takes away a lot of decision fatigue. Oh, yeah. So I eat the same things pretty much every single week. Roast dinner on a Sunday. I have a Chinese every single Friday. Mm. You know, <laughs> chicken and rice maybe twice a week. Something like mince and potatoes or a spag ball. Yeah. But it's all there and it's all structured. So I've already got that sort of framework. Um, For example, like my meals in the morning, I'll have oats and whey. My last meal is always yogurt. So there's two meals, I eat five times a day, so there's two of my five already covered. Yeah. I make an extra portion for my dinner. So I'm already three meals good. So yeah. I've only got two decisions to make meal-wise on any given day, which works That's for great. me. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm completely in that same boat as well. And I think we we tweeted about it back and forth where I ate the same thing for lunch for like five years straight. And yeah. I looked forward yeah. to it every day, not only because I liked it, but... I am definitely in the boat of eliminating and streamlining as much as I can just so I don't have to sit there and be like, oh, well, maybe this or maybe this or maybe this. And decision fatigue, as you said, it yeah, it's real and it's obnoxious. And I have much more important things to do. So <laughs> if I can well, eliminate on, nonsense like that, I'm all for it. I'm, I'm on 10 years of eating yogurt, whey, blueberries <laughs> and yogurt. At, at, at night, eh, sorry, honey, sorry, honey, every every oh, night yeah. for the last ten years, pretty much. <laughs> and even if I'm working away, you know, when I when I used to work away, I would take a bag of protein with me, just buy yeah. the yogurt, I'd mix it up in my hotel room at night time, go to the shop for some extra cardio, some extra steps at that point in time, and then um, yeah, that that would be it. But it's funny, I, I I never get one night where I go. I don't really want to eat that because it tastes <laughs> a bit like angel delight. So it's like, it tastes good. So I like it. I enjoy it. Yeah. That's funny. Ben, who would you say your heroes are, man? Um, I always did like Ryan Terry um, from here in the UK. I think he's actually transitioned across. Um, I think, luckily enough, the, the person that I was coached with, I'd say was probably... One of my heroes, Jordan Peters, is one of the best bodybuilders in the UK. And again, he has, I'm pretty sure he's crossed across the pond. A lot of people will know who, who he is. I was very, very fortunate 
to, yeah. to have him as a coach for six years. Um, I just look up to, to be honest, to people that have got good things to say and bring a lot to, to the industry. Dr. Scott Stevenson is another one. He was actually Jordan's coach for a time. Um, okay. I got lucky to, to meet him. I went for a two-day seminar with him. I listened to right. all his podcasts and stuff like that. So there's a lot of people out there in the in the industry that I look up to, but I, I have like five or six and I follow them and I don't really kind of go outside that much, if I'm honest. Yeah. Because I agree with a lot of what they say, their principles, and these are the things that I've brought into my own. Dante Trudell is, is another gent. He's not in the bodybuilding space, but he's a very, very, very clever He's responsible for some training called dog crap, if you've ever heard of it. Mm -mm. Um, back in the 90s, he just had like some thoughts and people used to laugh at him. They came up with this really low volume, high frequency training. Okay. And he managed to basically get a lot of people to believe in it through a lot of hard work. And he brings a lot of knowledge into the space, not just from a training, but a nutritional aspect and also the health of bodybuilders. He does a lot of good work in that space as well. That's good. They definitely need that help. <laughs> Absolutely. Every, every single bit of help helps. <laughs> That's funny. So what would you say has been your most important decision you've ever made and why would you say it's your most important decision? I think the best, when I look back, the best decision I ever made was joining that, that body, joining the bodybuilding gym that I'm in, which is Extreme Gym in, in Glasgow. Hey guys. Um, <laughs> I always on my content, you know, I, I call Extreme my home gym. I've trained there for coming on 11 years now. Um, nice. I owe a lot to that environment, to the people that I've met along along the way that have trained and um, that still do train there. And luckily enough to call like some of them really good friends. Ironically, I, I'm just back from brunch today with one of the, the people that I call friends that kind of took me under his wing. Um, when I first started training over 10 years ago. Um, and I'm still friends with them to this day. So um, I think that was the best decision because it also bleeds over into every single aspect of life. One of the things I try and, and push forward as well is we can have training and our goals and stuff like that and they're our hobby and they're our passion, but they don't need to be the only goals. You know, oh, yeah. as I've moved through my own career, I've become certified in nutrition I've become a certified hacker. I'm on the way to becoming a certified um, security professional. It's called the CISP. So you can have, don't need to have just that sole goal of going to the gym and being being a bodybuilder, living that yeah. sort of bodybuilding life. I mean, even when I use the term bodybuilder, it's like any, we're all bodybuilders because we all want to build our bodies and make them better. So that, yeah. that's the way I see it. I don't really have any sort of snobbery. There can be a little bit of snobbery attached, I think, sadly. Oh, in yeah. that space, but no, it bleeds over to every and has bled over to every facet of my life. I've become more confident in the gym, out of the gym, and in situations and work. You know, lifting has taught you how to handle situations, and yeah. for me, that's been it's been life changing because I did struggle a lot with confidence, particularly very young um, in my life, and I struggled a lot with it. Trying to fit in, trying to see change yourself so that you became that round peg in that round hole but you always felt like a square so it was always <laughs> trying to find where do you fit in and it, it takes a little bit but it then when you does. stop trying to just fit in and just be you and just go go with the flow and, and just 
you know, just like just now have conversations with people that you never thought would happen, that you're <laughs> chatting to someone from across the across the way, you know. Yeah, it's it's a perfect way to put it because I've I've always struggled with where I fit in as well. Um I've always I've always liked everything and everybody for mm-hmm. it's it's bittersweet because sometimes it it backfires, but that's I think that's with everything. But I've also I've also found a lot of uh, confidence and just pure enjoyment from pushing through the struggles of working out and lifting. And <laughs> it, it like you're saying, it definitely carries over to almost all facets of life because you know what your body's capable of and you know that your mind is making your body do that. So you can do that in a boardroom situation where, oh, this is kind of stressful, but really, you know, it's not like you're not going to die and you can get through the stressors of work day to day life. And I think a lot of that has been facilitated through the strength training and endurance training that I've put myself through. Because like I said earlier, a lot of it is mental. We all know, Goggins said it, but I don't know how true it is. But when you think you're at the point of quitting, you're at like 40%. Like you can, you can push yourself if you want to mentally. And I've I've always found some comfort in that. Um, Like I said, whether it's true or not, but I know I've been to points where like, I got to stop. And then I'm like, oh, that's my brain. And I yeah, can yeah. I can push through that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, when when you find that you can push past your limits, you know, physically, and you get a, a breast, you get used to facing those situations when you're in the gym. It's like you say, it bleeds over to other decisions when you're in a you know like a high pressure meeting or whatever, and you've got to make decisions or you've got to take responsibility for things. Yeah, and drive that on. Um. It, it definitely it, it bleeds over, and the thing is as well, you've got the inner confidence because you know that you've already pushed yourself into those places, so you know how good you are because you've okay, you were in the gym or whatever, but it still it still transcends. It still transcends for me oh, anyway. Yeah. It did. Yeah, I it when you were talking about it earlier, it made me think of a tweet you've had recently mm-hmm. um, of your progress, and yeah. holy cow, man, that is insane um yeah. I, i'll i probably i'll put a link to it in the show notes just because thank you like i feel like my jaw literally dropped i don't think it did <laughs> but that's how it <laughs> went in my mind i'm like wow it was like what 70 60 something pounds of yeah yeah pure was mass. 147 and now two, 217 yeah yeah what a transformation that has been <laughs> Just like eating eating my yogurt every day for ten years. You know, Dude, you, got, you got to get sponsored by your yogurt company, man. You're the <laughs> you're the best uh, sponsor they would ever have. They would just um, put those side by side images. That's their whole marketing campaign. Like, <laughs> I don't. There's not even any words. Like, yeah, but you're gonna buy the yogurt now. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine it was. Imagine it was that easy. That would be amazing. Wouldn't it? <laughs> all of, all uh, of those blood, all that blood, sweat, and tears for us to to, to, to push forward. We just put on the magic spray. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Ten years of yogurt, and that's what you get. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I don't know what you got on your time over here. We've been going about an hour or so, but 
Um, I really appreciate you coming on, man. You no, thank very, you. Honestly, very enjoyable to chat with, and like I said, I've been very inspired by your journey, and I really, I can see the thought, and you put deliberate thought into your messages out there, and that's that's nice to see. You're not just some cookie cutter nonsense. Like, oh, he's actually this is actually his thoughts and they're valid and that's, that's, that's a good combination yeah. and it's rare in my opinion. No, I appreciate that. Thank you. Cause that, again, that's what I'm really enjoying, you know, having Twitter for that opportunity. Cause I feel that I, I do have a lot to say. And now that I've got a little bit of confidence on that platform, you know, I am trying to break, they are basically just thoughts in my head that I think somebody could maybe use this. And it also helps me just have a wee brain dump of the day. You're always thinking about making yeah. content, useful things that people can pick up on and help. And I've had, I must be honest, I've had a, a good few messages as well, um, publicly and also in the DMs, people just saying, you know, thanks very much. And I really appreciate that. You know, I appreciate people taking time out of their day um, to do that. That, that. that means a lot, you know, people writing nice things and even just taking that moment to say, you know, that helped me with such and such. Or even if it's just a message reaching out to say, I've tried this, can you tell me a bit about this? And I normally try and reply as quickly as I can, but it's, yeah. it's very nice. And I can only say, honestly, from the bottom of my heart, thank you very much. I, re I really appreciate that. Yeah, well, it helps that, like I said, your message is on point. I mean, it's, it's not going to be for everyone, sure, that's impossible. But you can tell it's authentic as hell and that I think people really need the authenticity and yeah. they're just starved yeah. for non-cookie cutter bullshit. Mm -hmm. At least that's what's drawn me towards your content anyways. Like, oh my I mean, God. I, 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 couldn't <laughs> ask for a, I couldn't ask for a bigger compliment. Honestly, I, I couldn't ask for a bigger compliment. Because um, that, that is what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to bring me across. I'm just trying to help people and, and, and be a problem solver and break down barriers because I think... As we mentioned earlier, the, there's so many barriers put up by the internet. They break down a lot of barriers, but it similarly creates a lot, a lot of division and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And it's just trying about to get that message out there to say there's a million different ways to get to the same place. And in essence, that's what we're all trying to do. We're all trying to get to that better spot. Yeah. Well, like I said, I really appreciate you coming on. Do you have anything you want to plug? You got any books? I know your social media stuff. You're pretty popular on, on Instagram. Yeah, just just on. I've I've got my 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 Benjamin Jesus on Twitter, and um, my um, Jesus Cruise is the name of the brand. That's my online fitness community. Um, I'm more on Instagram. Um, the crew has a three in it, so it's Jesus Cr three. Because they wouldn't let me have a, a gang name, apparently. <laughs> that's what Facebook Fair enough. Said. Well, oh, that's yeah. what they said. Yeah, uh, you, you're starting the gang. We don't allow that. Yeah. <laughs> you aren't allowed a gang. So, yeah, in case we rose up, I, guess, I don't know. <laughs> that would be so funny. I would have loved to send that message to you. <laughs> everybody, everybody just. <laughs> right? Yeah. Gotta get the hoodies. <laughs> oh, um are you taking on any, any clients right now i guess that's the last question or is it yeah, like yeah, a, I mean, at capacity are you looking for new ones yeah i mean i'm always looking to to bring people on if there's anyone that's got any particular um 
goal that they want to achieve or they're maybe at a plateau in, in their own um, progress if they're, if they're working alone at the moment. I'm always happy to have chats and conversations, to be fair. And the best way to reach you is just DM via one of your socials? Yeah, on, on social, um, Twitter or, or Instagram, or my own Instagram yeah. page, which has uh, Benjamin Jesus as well. Okay. Right on, man. Well, like I said, I really appreciate you coming on. I love your content. Thank Keep you very much. I'm very happy that I found you. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to chatting even more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Catch you later, man. Bye.